0: It's time now for the complete story of public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete
1: story. Oh, Rich, you know, I love that BRN father and son team. We've been a team for a long time, haven't we? Well, all my life. You know, this is the 56th year since Bot Radio Network began in 1962 that's a long time ago
0: well it is you know what and it's been preaching the same gospel message and because the word of god is the same yesterday today and forever
1: that's exactly what i was thinking when you said that the bible says his word is the same yesterday today and forever now last week on the complete story of course that was interesting because we made a point that god the father sent his son, we're in into Christmas now, sent his son to earth as an unborn child. And then we had that uh, speech by Congressman Henry Hyde on the floor of the House of Representatives, uh, talking about how we as a society have lost sight of the importance of a child in the most beginning form, the same way that Jesus came to earth sent by his Father God. Now, a lot of people called the listener comment line, Mm -hmm. and they responded, didn't they?
0: We heard from a lot of well, listeners. why don't you just read a few of We those. have some wonderful listeners. Here's one from Kansas City. Yeah. This person says, I am a 63-year-old homeless, sick person living in a truck. I listen to your radio station, and I thank God for you guys. I'm glad you're there. I'm so thankful for the bot boys. That's you and me. <laughs> And Adrian Rogers and all the preachers. I like the, all the programs. It keeps me strong. I I really appreciate you guys. I hope to meet people like you on this side of life. Yeah. I thank you very much for being there. I thank God and Jesus Christ for being there.
1: Uh, listen, you see, that's what Bot Radio Network began, uh, was founded upon, is bringing the Word of God to the people of God. Mm. And, and absolutely, that's what we do, isn't
0: it? Yeah, here's another one. I'm a very recently born-again Christian. I found your station, and I just wanted to say that I listen every day, every chance I get, in the car, in the kitchen, wherever I am. I really appreciate everything you do and the scripture, and it really helps me to understand. It strengthens me every day. You do wonderful work all over the world. Uh, isn't that neat, a, well, new I, I want, a new Christian?
1: A new Christian. You see, Rich, what I like to do from the very beginning is to provoke people to think and then think deeply about life and how they are spending their days on this earth to know God and please God. And then each other. You can't love God if you don't love each other. Isn't that true?
0: Yes. Let me give that listener line 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you as well. 1-800-345-2621. Now,
1: here we are coming into the Christmas season, and a family is so important. The mother and the father and the children, God's first institution. That he ordained remember second was the church and third was civil government in that order so family is so important and i'll tell you what when these little kids when these little kids i'm not i'm not talking about waiting until they're 12 or 13. i'm talking about when they're five or six and seven and then going into eight or ten and that's the time to plant it deeply in their heart And then you just keep watering that and whatever you've planted in their heart. Now, I want to turn a corner here. Uh, I thought, you know, I want people to think and be jarred a little bit. I want to provoke some some discussion. I want to provoke some thought because we are not only Americans, uh, all of us, but if we know the Lord and we're Christians— Whatever our color does not matter. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Why can't the church get that first? Remember what the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves
0: and pray and seek my face and and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will heal their Now,
1: One of the pastors, one of the men that I remember over the many years, was Dr. Reverend E.V. Hill. I guess I should say Reverend Dr. Evie Hill because he was a black preacher and was he ever powerful across the country. But he was the pastor of Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. In Los Angeles. Yes, and he's gone to be with the Lord now. But there is a message that stands out. We've played it before, but when Dr. Evie Hill was preaching his own wife's funeral. Wow, I mean to tell you, and he went all the way through their life together. He went all the way through how they raised their children, how they faced life, how they handled the unbelievable difficult, uh, dangerous even, situations that were happening at that time. This was probably, you know, during the Los Angeles riots and all of that. And, and Dr. Martin Luther King had been killed and all of that. So that was turmoil beyond belief. But when he preached his wife's funeral, wow, I want the people to hear it now. Here it is now, Dr. Reverend Dr. E.V. Hill, uh, Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church, talking about their life together and everything else, here it is.
2: I don't know how to express myself and to thank all of you who have come from so many places. And not any of you have had to be asked to come. All of you called and said, I'm on my way. I have not stood as an act of super strength, nor a selfish effort. I have no special strength for this task, but I stand fulfilling a promise that my member asked of me. My member said, preach my funeral and I am not only I was not only her husband and lover I'm her pastor I baptized her and I shall bury her remains I shall preach today from the subject my wife's death in biblical perspective my text is Job one twenty one. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In my wife, he gave a great gift. She was a gift from the union of great parents. I want to pay respect and honor to the parents of my wife. My wife was well brave. My wife's father was a distinguished man who got his Ph.D. from Cornell University in 1920. My wife's mother was secretary to Felton Clark Sr. at Southern University of Baton Rouge. She was secretary to the lady who organized Phyllis Wheatley homes throughout America. My wife was well-bred. and I want to drop a word, be careful who your children are mating up with. You can't get no racehorses out of mules. Some of these relationships have to be broken up. My daughter sitting here fell in love with something that knocked on my door once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he
2: said, there's no rules here. I said, here? I said, not for you. <laughs> well, I'll come and say, you, you can't. You mean I can't say no? <laughs> Who said so? I did. Yeah. I'm her father. Yeah. You don't even look like <laughs> what I'm looking for. <laughs> Isn't it her choice? No And best we can, unless she goes crazy We're going to try to give her to something that has some potential You got to break up something And all will come running down, was that for me? No That wasn't for you at all <laughs> Well, wasn't that so-and-so? Yes. Well, why did, why did you run him away? I said, because he wasn't for you. And she looked at me and she said, well, I think he's a nice poison. And I said, go get your mother. I want to ask her a question. I have never had no doubts before. But I, I, I want to know now. Are you really mine? (laughs) She said to me once in anger and attempted to hurt me, but it didn't because I, I was aware of a motive. She said, I will never marry a man like you. You're a chauvinist. You're a dictator. He said, you're good for my mother, but never for me. So I finally married her. I'm the president of the National Chauvinist Association. I married her to the vice president. I could not have been better. pleased. I said, you're picking, you're acting like a heel now. And every now and then when I'm alone with her and when I'm thanking God for my son-in-law. My daughter's an attorney practicing in Bronx, New York, and my son-in-law is an attorney practicing on Wall Street. You have to mate them up. said to her, I think he's a nice boy. <laughs> the Lord giveth. He gave to Dr. and Mrs. John Milton Carrellers, a sweet child. She honored her power. She loved them dearly. The Lord gave in baby. A great student. She was trained in the best of schools. Born on a university campus, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Reared on a university campus, Purview University. And she aspired to become a feminine woman. She would often come to my bedside before going to Bible study, Dottie, and she would say, do I look all right? She would say, am I pretty? I had to say, yesterday at the funeral home, to an empty shell, you're pretty you're classy. classic you're a lady she accepted Jesus Christ as a savior and the Bible as a guide in all truths the Lord truly gave he gave our family a great woman she was determined to be the best moral, spiritual, physical, clean, and appropriate woman ever given to a man from a child. She wanted nothing to be spotted on her. She wanted to save herself, to give herself to a man. And so on August the 29th, 1955, 32 years ago, I received my wife, only God could give. Through my wife, the Lord gave, I'm still on my text. He gave me an encourager. And I'd like if you would give me time to give you several examples. I invested in a service station down in Houston. Many of you remember my service station. And I lost my shirt and my wife for one of those rare moments said to me, Edward you don't have time for service station. I wouldn't put any money in that. I said I want to do it. She said go right ahead. When I lost it, I I called her and I said, well, I've lost the station. She said, all right. And when I got home, she wasn't at the door and that's always her position would be at the door. I said, "Uh uh-huh, she's pouting because we done lost this money. And I said, "Uh, baby, where are you? She said, I'll be out in a little bit. And she finally came out and I said, now, what's wrong? She said, well, I've been figuring up something. I said, what have you been figuring? She said, well, I figured that you don't smoke and you don't drink. And if you had smoked and drank, you would have lost by smoking as much as you've lost in the service station. So six in one hand, half done in the other, let's forget <laughs> The Lord gave. I said, the Lord gave. She could have broken me at that point. She could have said, I told you. I went home one evening at night and I walked in the door and there were candles everywhere. And I said to her, what meanest thou this? She said, well, we've been married right at six months and I just thought we would have a candlelight supper. And that sounded groovy to me. (laughs) And so she said, we're just gonna eat by candlelight. But she forgot to put a candle in the bathroom. And I went in the bathroom to wash my face and cut on the lights and no light came. I went in the bedroom and cut on light and no light came. I went out and sat down. I said, baby, did they cut the lights off? She began to cry. She said, you work so hard. And we're trying. It was pretty rough. And I didn't quite have enough money to pay the light bill. And I didn't want you to know about it. So I thought we would just eat by candles. She could have said, I've never been in this shape before. She could have said that I was reared in the home of Dr. Carruthers and we've never had our lights cut off. She could have broken my spirit. She could have ruined me. She could have demoralized me. But she said, let's eat by candles. We'll turn the light on one day. Somehow or another, we're going to get these lights on but let's eat by candles. She was my protector one week when I received quite a few death notices, and one night when I received a notice that I would be killed the next day. I, uh, I woke up thankful to be alive, but I noticed she was gone. And I looked out the window and my car was gone. And I went outside and finally she drove up in a road. And I said, where have you been? She said, I, I, it just occurred to me that they put a bomb in that car last night. And that if you had gotten in there, you would have been blown away. So I got up and drove it. And she said, it's all right. The Lord gave. And I could go on and on, for like Job, so far as a wife is concerned, I was one of the richest men of earth. It is because of having been given so much in baby that the rest of the text seems out of order. Having made up and fixed up and provided for me, such a person as baby was and is, it's almost inappropriate to deal with the rest of this text. We, 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 we get so used to and the Lord giveth, we take it for granted. And so when the Lord taketh away, we pitch a temple tangent. And the sign of Christian maturity is that when the Lord giveth, bless it. Bless it. When he rains down blessings. Bless it. But when he takes away Christian maturity. When he breaks your heart, Christian maturity. When he doesn't give you what you ask for. Christian maturity. Bless it. said here is the biblical explanation he said your doctors are only practicing physicians they are not physicians they are practicing physicians Job said here is the explanation the law took away oh bless his name my 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 text not only provides the explanation of her death, but it provides the proper response that I must have. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When her illness became serious and when her doctors in private conference said that they could do all they could do, I went into the chapel, and I got up two simple words, trust me. Now I quickly concluded that this trust me meant that he was going to heal her as a living miracle. But the Spirit did not say that. The Spirit said, trust me. And I said, in an argument, I said, trust you. What is there to trust if you're not gonna heal? But the Spirit says, no, that's that's not all that he meant. He meant was that he may take her. But trust me. Amen. I said, trust him and he may take her. Yes! This this may be it. But trust me. Amen. Trust me with baby out of your sight. Amen. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. Now you got to trust me, here. I can't let you walk with me because I didn't come for you. But I came for her. And you got to trust me. This mortal must put on immortality. Death be swallowed up. Trust me, the Bible says, hallelujah, hallelujah, that this world is nothing compared to the glory of those who trust Jesus. The Bible says, I have not seen Trust me, you think she was pretty, but I'll heal. You just wait until you see her again. Just wait. Just wait. I said, just wait until I get out of this earthen vessel and put her in her heavenly garment. Just wait until you see her as she is. No more sickness. No more sorrow, no more pain, just wait, just wait until we are caught up to meet him in the air, just wait till it's all over with, just wait, just wait till I get through, just wait, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me.
1: That was the message of a reverend uh, doctor, E.V. Hill, preaching the message at his own wife's funeral.
0: What a powerful, emotional message. Dad, it reminds me of Grandma's favorite verse. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine right. heart. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path.
1: Reverend E.V. Hill was the pastor of Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Los Angeles, a man that we heard preach many times mm-hmm. at National Religious Broadcasters. Yes. He himself has been home with the Lord uh, for many years now. Now, uh, what is the number of our listeners' comment line, Rich?
0: Uh, 1-800-345-2621. 1-800-345-2621. I
1: tell you what, folks, this program, early, early, early in the Christmas season, is about the Lord Jesus Christ who absolutely came to earth in the form of an unborn child, by the way, so that we might live. This is Dick Bott with the chapter of The Complete Story as a public service. I'll see you later.